I've helped more than 500 people get hired in tech jobs in 2023 through course careers. I received dozens of messages from the community asking me, which job offer would you go with? If you're in my position, which company do you think is better? In today's video, I'm gonna talk about the five most concerning red flags that I have personally observed going through many, many job interviews and that I see other people dealing with as I help them prep so that you know what to look out for during your job interview so that you can hopefully avoid landing at the wrong company. Red flag number one is that if you do not have the opportunity to speak with whoever would be your actual manager in the job before the end of the job interview cycle, then run for the hills. What I've observed is that after you apply to a company, you will then get a phone screen if they believe you would potentially be a good fit or you meet their criteria or requirements. After that initial phone screening with a recruiter or a hiring manager, you will then advance to the next stage in the interview process, which will be you speaking with an actual sales manager or a manager at the company or just someone in leadership. After a few rounds of that, and if they believe you would be a good fit, more oftentimes than not, you will get an actual job offer. Before you ever accept a job offer, ask who will be my actual manager at the company? Who will I be reporting to day one? And if you have not already spoken with them, request that you get a meeting with them so that you can feel them out. The last thing you would want is to get hired at a company you're excited about, have no idea who your manager is, and you don't actually resonate or align with them whatsoever, and then you just start hating your life from day one because you don't like reporting to someone that you don't actually see eye to eye with. Red flag number two is to ask about incentives. Ask in the particular position that I am applying to a job for, what percentage of reps are hitting quota? Or if it's a non-sales job, what percentage of reps are actually performing and exceeding expectations in the role? And then more importantly, what will it take for me to then start in this job and then promote to this job? What is the actual promotion? What percentage of people actually promote to the next level? How many people have promoted to that next level? Can I speak with someone who has actually promoted to that next level? I think a big problem people have is they seek jobs at companies that do not have a proper incentive structure and or it's not a transparent workplace, which then results in you feeling stuck in your career and you feeling like you have no career progression. The number one reason why people leave is they, because they're not excited about the future at their company. So the job that you're interviewing for, you need to understand in order for me to make the max amount of money in this job, by the way, what is the max amount of money anyone's making in this job? What do I actually need to do? How do I exceed expectations? Is it hitting my quota? Is it typing a million lines of code? Is it an investment banker? I need to close five deals a year. What is exceeding the expectations? And then what do I need to do to promote to the next level? How long does that take? Can I speak with someone who's done that? And if you don't have the opportunity to speak with someone who's done that, that is a serious red flag. So I would recommend you reach out to someone in the position you were interviewing for at the company via LinkedIn and say, hey, I'm, I'm interviewing at this company. What's your experience been like? You want actual testimonials if you are truly gonna be able to commit and go all in to the company. Red flag number three. Red flag number three is especially relevant to my salespeople out there. If it is a 100% commission only sales job, that's probably not a... Red flag number three that's especially relevant to my salespeople out there. If it is a 100% commission only sales job, that is a red flag to me. 
Companies that do not offer you a base pay or a salary, typically they are not doing well financially. And if you look a layer below the surface, if they are then not offering you benefits, i.e. healthcare, i.e. a 401k match, i.e. a stock option program, if they are not offering you these benefits, other companies will. So make sure to transparently ask them, hey, how much money will I be making? What is my base pay? What is my salary? What is my variable commission? What is my performance? What percentage of reps are hitting this? Can I speak with someone who's done this? How realistic is it? Because more oftentimes than not, these sales jobs, they'll give you an on-target earning OTE. It will say $180,000 OTE. What is that mix? Is it $90,000 base, $90,000 variable commission? Is it $100,000 OTE, but it's 100% commission? Meaning if you do not close a deal, you do not make a single dollar. It's very important to understand the pay structure. And if this is not outlined transparently, then that is a sign of a company that's probably not very great. Because what I've observed at top tier tech companies, transparency is a value. So you have a very clear idea of how much money everyone else is making. I would be able to look in my system and see how much revenue anyone's closed in a sales job. And I would be able to look at it and say, okay, they've closed $200,000. I know the payout rate is 10% of that. So they made $20,000 in commissions. I know that at that particular level, they make $80,000 as fixed pay. So a company that clearly outlines the pay structure for each roll up, the advantage of this is that it's transparent and you understand exactly what you need to do to get to the next level and how to increase your income. But then the downside of that is you typically don't have a whole lot of negotiating power to push back and say, I actually want to be making more money because they'll say, well, we actually outline how much money everyone makes and you can see it right here. So bottom line, ask about the pay structure. And if you do not have this clearly outlined before you start, then that is a serious red flag. Red flag number four is to ask about company ownership. There's a difference between a company hiring a paid CEO versus the CEO owner being the founder of the company. For example, if the company is more mature in their public, has the CEO been there since the company's gone public? Is the founder still involved? Is this the 100-year-old corporation in which nobody who founded the company is actually still at the company? Because that's typically going to be a sign of bureaucratic, bloated, corporate, environment in which politics are going to be very important if it's a big organization the founders are not so involved especially if it's private equity owned i would absolutely ask about the ownership structure of the company so that you can get a sense of okay well if the owners are a private equity company they just got delisted they went from being public to private now they're owned by private equity they just laid off five percent of the workforce and now the private equity company, what do they care about? Becoming more profitable. So what are they gonna do? They're gonna lay off people each and every year. If you're willingly going into the firing line and showing up at a company in which it's gonna be high pressure, people have already been laid off, private equity, you know that they're trying to get even more lean, they don't care about laying anybody else off, that's a big difference than going into a company that is founder-led, the founder is the CEO, you can go look at the executive team, go look at their past experience and ask them, hey, how do you see the next five years playing out? Can, can you tell me about your top competitors? How does your product compare to your competitors on the Forrester reports, on the GT reports? Because I see so many people 
going to companies in which the company is not the market leader. The company may just be a feature that is number seven in the space and they will have a very challenging time competing against the top players in the space. So be very aware of who owns the company, what do they see the next five years playing out, how do they compare to the current competitors in the market, and these are all things you need to be asking about so that you can then visualize, well, how will your career play out as a result of getting hired at this company? The fifth and final job interview red flag to avoid is to trust your gut. When people reach out to me on LinkedIn and connect with me on LinkedIn if you haven't already because I respond and read to all of your messages, but people will say, I've got these two offers, which one do you think is better? Hey, which company would you choose? And you know which company is right for you because your instinct has revealed to you that feeling throughout the job interview process where it just feels right. I remember for the company I started my career at, what I remember about the interview process is that they were incredibly fast to get back to me. They were very transparent. They said, here's the job offer. Here's the deadline to accept by. I was interviewing with another company and I asked, hey, I need more time because I'm interviewing for this company. And they said, no problem. You can have until this date. And they gave me, they gave me freeway, which to me is a, a sign of empowerment and a great culture at an organization. If you at any time feel pressured or like they're not giving you all the information or it just doesn't feel right and they've told you something but then the action shows something else, if you pick up on any of these signs, trust your instinct because if you think something is wrong or not right, then it's just gonna continue to get worse and compound when you actually start the organization because that experience you have during the interview and hiring process is going to be similar to your experience at the company. It's not just gonna magically change and be better. So when you're looking at your options and when you're speaking with the interviewers, the hiring managers, the leaders in the job interview, make sure to ask them these tough questions because as desperate as you may be to get hired and start making money and to change your future, just remember, you are also evaluating them to determine if they would be a good fit for you. Your time and your talent is incredibly valuable and precious, so don't waste it just by jumping on this, the first ship that gives you an opportunity because that ship, more often times than not, is eventually going to sink in the sea. So make sure to do your due diligence, and at the end of the day, you can look at all the numbers on paper, but whatever your instinct tells you is ultimately the right job offer for you. If you found value in today's video, hit the thumbs up button now. Comment down below any questions you have or videos you would like me to make. I read and respond to all comments and I like to make the most interesting comments into videos. And if you're interested in learning more about how to start your career in tech, join us in Course Careers. I've linked the free intro course below for you to check out. I'll see you there.